Good news, NFL fans. DirecTV has expanded NFL Sunday ticket this season. If you live in an apartment or are an enrolled college student, now you can get NFL Sunday ticket without a satellite. To see if you are eligible, go online right now to NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code RINGER, R-I-N-G-E-R, at checkout to save 15%. All right, time for GM Street. Welcome to GM Street, part of the Winger Podcast Network. I am Tate Frazier, and sitting across from me, we're actually being filmed today, so we might be a little nervous if you, uh, if you guys want to make fun of us. But Lombardi, how you doing, man? I am great, Tate. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? 14, fit, what, 15 days? We can kick this thing off? I know. And raise the flag in New England? We were just talking about this. It just feels like football preseason started almost over a month ago. It's been this long drag in between, and finally, we're going to finally get to the moment where yeah. we're going to watch actual football. It'd be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Some real quarterbacks will actually play. Um, but we covered that last week for people that didn't. See, yes. we did a, a blue chippers podcast. Mike Lombardi coin term your blue chips, your red chips. We did all of the offense last week. If you didn't get that, and this week we're going to move to the better fight, the, the side that wins championships, defense. Um, and to start off, we're going to start with the quarterbacks of defense, and that's pass rushers, right? Can you start with your list of pass rushers that are your blue chippers this season? Well, look, you know, what we did was that these guys are, some of them are play outside linebacker, some of them play defensive end. Basically, they're edge pressure guys that have to be able to con- go into the game and the protection's always going to slide to them that you have to be aware of. So my the DeMarcus top, Wears of the world. Exactly, who's retired. Yep. So the first on the list is Marcus, Marcus Ware's teammate, Von Miller. To me, no matter where he lines up, and I think what Denver does is a really good job now of matching him on the right or left tackle. I'm so tired, Tate, of hearing <laughs> people say, well, you know, the left tackle has to block the blind side. No, 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 stop, okay? Yep. The right side is as important as the left side. If you can, it, it, Because you know what they do? They move them around. So, like, they, most, they put Von Miller over. If you have a shitty right tackle... He's going to see Von Miller. Wait a second. Players can move around in football? They can move around. Oh, okay. I mean, I, it's not like that game when I was growing up, you know, uh, you know those little games with the electric magnets, you know, they moved around and you couldn't keep them straight. Yeah. No, you can move guys around. So if you have a bad right tackle, he's going to see Von Miller a lot, mm-hmm. okay? Because Von can right, can rush in his right or left side, and it doesn't matter. And so Vaughn's my number one guy. Mac, same thing. He can move. Khalil Mack. Khalil yep. Mack. He can move to the right or the left. He impacts the game. And thank God the Raiders have Mac because I watched him last week against the the great Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff, your guy, yeah. Jared Goff. <laughs> uh, and the Raiders defense looked like crap. And if it wasn't for Mac, I would be really worried if I was a Raider fan. So yep. Mac to me is the other guy. That's number two. Three, I really like Joey Bosa. I think Joey Bosa has mm. a chance to be a, a big time player. Um, I think Joey Bosa can play on the right or the left side. I think he's dynamic. And along with Melvin Ingram, who we'll talk about later, I think it gives him a really good combination. And then Clowney from Houston, to me, yep. has really risen to the point where everybody has to worry about him. And that that Houston front with Marcellus and Clowney, and then you have Watt in there, all of a sudden, you know, wait a minute, this is really a good group. And so you got to deal with that. And so... What what you see with Clowney is he's even though the protection might slide to him, if you put Clowney and Watt on the same side, you know it's somebody's going to be single block, and yeah. Clowney really can beat all those single blocks. So he would be my fourth, and then the fifth guy, I'm going to stretch it a little bit. I like Olivier Vernon. I think Olivier Vernon of the Giants, you know, is really he he's disruptive. He creates pressure, even though he only plays on one side because they have Jason Pierre Paul on the other. I think Olivier Vernon is one of the key elements to the defense. I think the Dolphins made a huge mistake by not keeping the franchise tag on them. If they would have had Olivier Vernon and Andre Branch to go with Cameron Wake, they wouldn't have had to draft Charles Harris in the first round this year. So those are the top five guys. I left out some really good players. I left out Melvin Ingram. 
Yep. Go ahead. Do you have anybody else? No, I just have to jump in. Just the fact that J.J. Watt is not in the blue chip category, Well, right? because here's the thing. Fairness, okay. J.J. Okay. Watt didn't play football last year. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. No, I like it. I just it, It's amazing. If you look at that Houston Texans team and, and you told guys going into last season before the whole Watt thing played out like it did, if you told them that Jadavion Clowney would be their premier pass rusher and J.J. Watt may not be, right. you know, it's just a, right. it's now, crazy how much he flipped his whole narrative on his career last right. year. Right. Now, you got to figure he's going to be a blue chip player this year, there's no doubt. But mm-hmm. he didn't play last year, so he wasn't there, so we can't grab Grade him, but you put Clowney with Marcellus. Now, Marcellus could easily have been on this list. Brandon Graham should have been on the list. Mm-hmm. He's one of the top five rushers, you know, but it's hard to kind of take some guys off. Graham's at least a high red player. And then you got, you've got, you uh, got, Cam Jordan in New Orleans. So I thought yep. because he plays on such a bad defense, you don't get to experience him as much. But I think he's really a good player. And then Michael Bennett at Seattle. I think Michael Bennett's one of the best players. But Michael Bennett's good because Michael Bennett can beat any one of your worst linemen. Yep. So if Michael Bennett is its third down and you're playing Seattle and you have a really bad guard, Michael Bennett might line up over that guard. If you have a really bad tackle, he could line up over that tackle. And I think that's why he's so effective. So those are my top five edge rushers. I have one other guy, yep. Robert Quinn. Is he a red chipper? He's more of a red chipper. I, I think there's I, there, no doubt he's a yeah, red getting, chipper. Getting off the the end, I, I think he's still one of the fastest players. You know, you're a homer, homer, aren't you? <laughs> you really are. I mean, you love these Rams. I'm. The, I don't know why uh, Jim Cunningham doesn't have a Ram helmet out here on the table since we're taping. But I, I think Quinn's a really good player, and yeah. I think this scheme will really help Quinn because I think that Wade Phillips will utilize Quinn the same way he did Von Miller. Find the weak link in the right tackle. Like if you're playing Carol, if you're playing Arizona twice, he, you know. Put him over on the right tackle, see if he can handle him. If you're playing Seattle, put him on their left tackle since they lost their starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. I think Quinn will be really, uh, really productive in that role. And is Von Miller basically the best offensive player on the Broncos? Yeah, he is. He's the one who can create more points. I mean, he is, you know, look, it, he's relentless. And then the other factor with Von Miller is, is he can rush effectively from the right or the left side. And this is a big Al Davis thing. So what, what I've always experienced in my career is defensive linemen that st- get in a right-handed stance. Mm-hmm. So that means the right hands down always gain a half a yard on a step. Okay, Al Davis was obsessed with this. He wanted nobody in a left-handed stance because he felt like it cheated you out of half a step. And Von Miller can get that half a step out of a right or a left-handed stance. He proves Al wrong, but when he's in a right-handed stance, he's really hard. He's impossible to block normally, but he's really hard to block when he's in a right-handed stance. Absolutely. Well, we all remember Von Miller in the Super Bowl. You, when a you play years defensive ago. end, did you play in a right-handed or a left-handed stance? Uh, I was on the other side, just taking the hit, so okay. it, it wasn't as fun. Uh, moving on to the uh, another position, another premier position on the defensive line. We're talking defensive tackles, and I would just say this. I, I've been watching Hard Knocks. We brought it up last week a little bit. Yeah. Gerald McCoy, I, I always loved him all the way dating back to Oklahoma coming into the league. He kind of just fell off from a storyline. such an interesting guy. He has all this like you know superhero stuff. He did this whole bit about how he, he thought he viewed himself as Batman, and uh, he's got one of the quickest first steps. I mean, just watching the tape in Hard Knocks, how quick he gets off right. a snap every single time. I know he'll probably be on this list, maybe not a blue yeah, chipper, possibly be. a red chipper, but well, I just want to say Gerald McCoy. He's one of my player. favorite guys. I, I think he he is. So, you know, I think hard knocks, hard knocks can really make or break you as a coach. Give me your general, since I don't watch it, give me your general opinion of the Tampa Bay Bucks staff from watching it. Uh, I think Duck Cutter has done a good job. I mean, at least cause some of those guys come across as either – you know, they're sort of separated from, from what's going on the team, but it seems like Cutter's in practice. I mean, he he stopped the last episode, I think it was the second episode. He stopped practice and was like, we're, we're slow today. You know, everyone, we're, we all know we're professionals. We know it's hot, but we can't be this slow. Everyone else is, is faster than us today, and we don't want to be last. And, you know, he, he runs it well. But uh, I would say the main thing about this season is just seeing Jameis. 
Jameis goes to, you know, the people working in the cafeteria and talks to everybody, makes a whole team, want to meet all the staff. And he's like, those people were here in 2003 when they won. They know what a winning team looks like. They don't think we're winners, blah, blah, blah. So it's good. So, I, but I, you, I think it's more Jameis focus. You sense a genuineness out of Jameis. And I mean, it isn't a- absolutely. like out of Jameis. It's not like a, a, a contrived way. I think Jameis is always going to do the – what does it mean to be a quarterback? I think he takes it. It's like a holier position to be right. viewed as the quarterback. So he's he's trying to be that caricature, but I think he really takes it seriously. I, I think I think that's important. I think the one thing hard knocks can do is make or break you. I think when Herm Edwards did hard hard knocks, it showed him in a light that wasn't very favorable, mm-hmm. and people in Kansas City saw it and said, "Wait a minute." And you can lose your job. I think that when you don't do a good job and hard knocks a sell in the program, you know. Not to be Al Davis centric here on this podcast, but when you're when you're dealing with the media as a head coach, you're talking to the fans, the owner, and, and the rest of the team. And Hard Knocks sends a huge message to your fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really convinced this is the right coach? Could you imagine Hard Knocks with Jason Garrett? You know, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, I would like to see that because I would like to be sold that Jason's really a good coach. Like, I would like to observe them from the inside to see it. Yep. Like, I would like to be disproven wrong that I think he's not a great coach. So I think that it, what it does is it allows you to really get a good peek in the people that you're watching. And sometimes guys will just avoid it. You yeah. know, like, they'll just stay the heck out of it, and you can't really see it. And then that becomes more difficult. But yeah, I mean, it's got like Marvin Lewis. I mean, he, he's been so great on hard knocks from the way that he comes across, the way right. he manages all those personalities and players. Even Hugh Jackson, who was his running backs coach when the last time the Bengals were on hard knocks, people saw Hugh Jackson run that unit and were like, this guy could be a head coach, and right. now he's with the Cleveland I, Browns. And I think guys know they're being watched, so they're selling it. And mm-hmm. I think you have to try to break down that whether it's genuine or not. I think that's the key. Are they playing for the cameras or this is who they really are? And I think if you can do that, it really is. All right, so defensive tackles. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get back to the point. Yeah. Here we go. Back to blue chippers. <laughs> All right, the, one of the things the defensive tackle, fan, the people, when you watch tape on DTs, especially guys like you talked about, McCoy, when the center slides to them in a pass protection, if the center slides to the defensive tackle, and he's essentially being double team. If he can win that double team, he's a great player. Yep. If the center slides away from him and he doesn't beat that guard one-on-one, he's not a great player. And I think all these guys that I'm going to talk about, if the center slides away from him, they're going to be you're going to be you're going to pay it's a, a mistake. Price. You're going to pay a price. So you have to set your protection to him. And that's a hard thing to do. When you set your protection to a tackle and they start to move around, the quarterback has to redirect the protection. And yep. he's got to see it. So my number one guy is holding out from your Los Angeles Rams, Aaron <laughs> Donald. By the way, I like the Rams' new uniforms. I really do. I like the blue and the white. I think it looks classic. I, I think it's great uniform. They definitely needed that change. I loved it. I think it's beautiful. But I think Aaron Donald is. When you set the center away from him, I think it's a problem. Geno Atkins, to me, came back off the injury last year. I think he's a huge factor. He would be two. I think McCoy's three. I think McCoy's really a good player. I think you don't want to ever set the tackle, set the center away from him. And I think Calais Campbell played last year in Arizona like he's a top five tackle. Yep. I think he did. Now he got a lot of money this year from Jacksonville. Typically that means he won't play as well. But I thought I thought he really was. And a surprise guy for me is Jarrell Casey. I think Jarrell Casey from Tennessee is a top five rush tackle because really ultimately that's what matters. Now you say, well, Lombardi, you know, you didn't put Damon Harrison on this list. Yeah, Damon Harrison's a really good player. He's a blue chip rundown only player. Brandon Williams from Baltimore, blue chip rundown player. I would have Casey because he can impact the game on third down or impact the passing downs. I got to stop saying down. Passing downs to me is why these guys are blue chip. Yeah. And is there any other guys? I mean, like even like a Kawan Short or, or, or I mean, there's just a whole class. I of those Short D-tackle. here too. Yeah. I think Short. I think Short would be the sixth player. I didn't have him in there. And when you look at it, 
like I think Kate, I think Jones, the, Chris Jones from Kansas City, the second round pick last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's got blue chip. I think he could be a red player. You know, a name I didn't mention was the Dominican Sue. Yep. And I think Sue is is a red player still. He's close to being a blue, but I think Sue ha- takes too many plays where he's not as dominant as he needs to be. Yeah, and that's sort of the knock on him. A lot of people think that he either checks in all the way and, and, and takes yeah. up to that level or he's pretty right. much And I think, look, how could you put Casey over Sue? I think if you really wanted to rush the pass, if Sue wanted to do it all the time, he would be better than Casey, but he doesn't do it all the time. That's why I picked Casey. Who knows? With Jay Cutler behind him, it might motivate him to do it every single time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now we're going to move to another group, the linebackers. Before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Before we move on, I want to point out that for over 20 years, that's right, 20 years, DirecTV has been the exclusive home to NFL Sunday Ticket, the only way to get every live game every Sunday. And good news, NFL fans, DirecTV has expanded the service. If you live in an apartment or are an enrolled college student, now you can get NFL Sunday Ticket without a satellite. To see if you are eligible, go online right now to NFLSundayTicket.tv and stream every NFL Sunday Ticket game this season to follow your favorite team no matter where you live. Use promo code RINGER at checkout to save 15%. And that's NFLSundayTicket.tv, promo code R-I-N-G-E-R. And we're not done yet. Thanks to SleeperBot, football season is right around the corner and it's time to fire up those fantasy leagues again. I don't know about you guys, but I've been pretty frustrated with the same old platforms for my season-long leagues. There just hasn't been a whole lot of innovation in the space. Every year, I find myself hoping for a platform that works well across both web and mobile, won't go down on week one, and doesn't bombard me with stupid ads. Seems like a simple ask, right? Well, a buddy of mine showed me this app called SleeperBot, which hosts fantasy football leagues, and let me tell you, it is an absolutely a game-changer. Not only does it have a full suite of features to help the commissioner, which we all know is a tough job to do sleeperbot also simply looks amazing it has a super cool draft board which you can cast to any tv but also a fun chat interface so we don't have to email back and forth to smack talk just text them you don't even need that now that i have seen it i'm switching my league on the sleeperbot this season and would encourage you to check out the app just search for sleeperbot in the app store or on the web your commissioner and the league mates will thank you And finally, thanks to NFL Game Pass. Every throw, every catch, every two-minute drill, every fourth and inches. If it's NFL football and it happened, NFL Game Pass has got it. My favorite game of last season, I've already said this before, but the Panthers played the uh, Falcons week three. It was a great game. The the team that won that game was going to go to the Super Bowl, and it just happened to be the Falcons last year. Uh, I can replay the game anytime I want to to look at uh, all the times Cam Newton got hit illegally. It was pretty sad. But whatever your favorite game is, NFL Game Pass has got it. Better yet, they've got you covered for this year's action, too. All the live out-of-market preseason games, got it. Full game replays, yep. Condensed games with the all the action packed into 45 minutes, yeah, you got it, absolutely. Exclusive coaches film from the All-22, that's for sure. Like I said, if it's NFL football and it happened, NFL Game Pass has got it. Best of all, you can kick off the 2017 NFL season with a free, that's right, that's free, NFL Game Pass trial. Sign up now at NFL.com slash The Ringer. That's NFL.com slash The Ringer. All right, Lombardi, we're back, and we're talking about the linebackers. Yeah. Uh, you know, the middle linebackers are, you know, quintessential, as uh, some people say, the quarterback of the defense. Who knew that there was a quarterback at every level? That's my one of my favorite ad-libs in football is that everyone, you know, it's like a defensive line, he's the quarterback, he's the quarterback, whatever. We're here with the linebackers. When you look at the blue-chip linebacking group, 
Who are the guys that you see as the next level guys, the top five guys? Well, I, I think you know these are guys that line up off the ball in the bubble, whether they're Mike linebackers or the Will linebackers. One of the things that I believe more than anything is if you're Mike linebacker slow, your defense is slow. So these guys have to be able to run, and they have to be able to play pass defense. And the reason you don't play good in the red zone is if your Mike linebacker isn't a good red zone player. Mm-hmm. The Mike has to be able to play very effectively in the red zone. So obviously, number one is Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley, hopefully he comes back from the concussions. He doesn't have another one, but to me, he can dominate. You don't block Luke Keekley, he's going to make every single tackle. Even if you get to him, he'll come off and make a play. And he's really effective in the red zone. He's hard to throw the ball. That's why there's such typically, when he's playing well, they're a really good red zone team. Bobby Wagner would be my second guy up in Seattle. He mm-hmm. sets the defense. It's the perfect complement player for the Seattle defense. I think he's really good. I thought Jordan Hicks at Philadelphia played really good last season. I think he's a guy that helped in Jim Schwartz's defense. I think he runs well. He makes a ton of tackles. Sean Lee at Dallas, I thought he was really good. I thought Sean Lee stayed healthy for the first time in his career. And we finally saw the Sean Lee we've been promised since Penn State. The, right. Now they moved him away. They played him in a different style. And I, but, he, but all these guys, whether they're Wills or Mikes, when it's the most important down, which is the passing downs, they're on the field. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't cover, you can't be hidden. For example, if you're trying to, like like with Sean Lee is away from to the backside, and he's got the back in one-on-one, he's got to be able to cover him. Mm -hmm. And if he can't do it, like Paul Poznowski, he really struggles in coverage anymore. He's a really good run player, doesn't play. That's why he's not a blue-chip player. I think he's still a red, but he's not a blue. And then my last guy is Darrell Freeman. I think he played Mm -hmm. really well for the Bears last season. And I thought Levante David at, T- at Tampa Bay belongs on the list. I think Levante David's a really good player. Absolutely. And there, there's a guy in in, uh, in Jacksonville that I think is another guy. as a Tevin Smith from Florida State. Tevin Smith's a good player. Tevin Smith, Tevin Smith is definitely a red player. I think Christian Kirksey at, at the Cleveland Browns is a red player. Jamie Collins can be a red player, yep. too. Jamie Collins played the way he did in the first preseason game. He could be a blue-chip player because he's exactly what you want at the position. He's athletic. He can run. But he didn't play to a blue or a red level last year, but he could. I think Mason Foster at the Redskins can be the same way, and same with C.J. Mosley. Look, it's hard to find guys that can line up off the ball and impact the game without having to rush the passer. And I think when you get a guy like – like David, who can do that, I think those are hard to find, and those are hard to find in the league. They're really difficult because there's not enough guys that can really rush. Not enough guys that can cover. Guys can rush, not really cover. Speaking of the Rams, uh, Alec Ogletree, is he a guy that would be on that list? I think Ogletree is Is just, he more of a pass rusher, I no, guess? No, he's not. still a coverage player. I think he's a red. I don't, I don't think he's in the top five. I think he would have a hard time being in the top ten, but I think he's close to being in the top ten. I would pick some of these other. Like, I like Christian Kirksey. I think he's really good. I like K.J. Wright, too. Yeah, K.J.'s good. So I think K.J.'s a good player. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I think the top five I have, I think are really good. It's, it's a weird thing. I mean, the linebacker position used to be so prominent, and you remember, like, the big names, like a Ray Lewis, Brewski, all those guys, and now it's it seems like they're more accessories too and then the pass rush right, because nobody of, runs the ball like yeah. nobody even though we're, the first game of the season everybody's going to come out and say well whoever establishes the run is going to win and i'm going to go berserk but it's all about who can play the pass now mm-hmm. and so what you're really seeing is a trend in pro football and i think the really it, a lot of this is because of what happened in, in arizona with the them drafting buchanan from washington state who was a free safety in college and they moved him in the box you're seeing a lot of teams move safeties down into the box to try to like, teach them how to play will linebacker so they get another coverage guy on the field who could hold up in the run. Dewey McDonald, for example, at the at the Raiders, he was a free safety at Indiana, really good special teams player. They're trying to make him a will linebacker. A lot of teams are going to try to do that because they need a run player who could hold up 
but they really need a pass defender who can cover. And that's why you're seeing more safeties being converted down into, into linebackers. Yeah, somebody's got to cover Darren Sproles when he comes out of the backfield. And it's hard to do. You're going to have to bracket him. It's hard to do. It's hard to do one-on-one. And the one thing we know for sure is guys that can only play the run, they can't do it. They just can't. There's just not enough, and you can't hide them. You can't hide those guys anymore. It's why one of the reasons I think why the Jets cut David Harris. He can't do that. I think David Harris will have a hard time doing it for New England based on the preseason tape. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do if you can't make plays in the passing game when you don't rush. It's hard. To, you got to do it in coverage. And again, where does it affect you the most? It affects you the most in the red zone. But what happens when you have those middle linebackers that are small, those converted safeties that you do put in the box, and then LeGarrette Blunt's the guy that's coming downhill? I mean, I mean, I guess it comes down to you know, well, kind you, of pick your poison, what you want to deal with. I'd rather take the give them the eight yard gain and live for another day than give them the twenty five yard pass. Because okay. one thing, one thing about establishing the run, it just means you're going to kick a field goal at some point. When teams want to run the ball, all I got to do is make one negative play. If I can create a negative play on you. I'll get you. I'll get off the field because the running game is not going to create those big explosive plays. It's hard, and so I, I think they would rather teams would rather live with a run game being stuffed down their throat a little bit than ha- have the pass game. Because if a back comes out of the backfield and runs an option route mm-hmm. and you don't cover him, he could turn that seven yard pass into a seventy yard touchdown. Or sometimes they're just running running wheel routes. They're just like I'm going deep off the jump. Right, yeah. and then if you're playing man coverage and you got to carry that guy, you know, and that's where if you want to be a man to man team. And you have linebackers that can't cover. That's why we're seeing such a movement towards more tight ends, more backs out of the backfield. Because who controls the middle of the field is going to control the passing game. Absolutely. And let's move to the secondary. Speaking of uh, guys that are going to have to deal with yeah. a lot of a lot of people running uh, passing routes. Uh, when we're looking at the cornerback position, I mean, obviously dating back to Revis Island, it, it became a thing. Like who's going to be the top corner in football? And you know, then Patrick Patterson comes in. We had this whole wave where everyone's trying to figure out the best corner is, and now it kind of seems like it's by committee in some places, and we're trying to figure out who the nickel guy is and and all that sort of stuff but just looking at quarterbacks in general when you look at those top five blue chip guys who are they well I think Tlaib at, at Denver still plays really well I think Akeem he's Tlaib, still yeah. a, a keep Tlaib I think he's still I think Denver has two really good players in Chris Harris and Akeem Tlaib both of them I have as blue players I don't have Harris as the top guy but I have him in the top five I think the next best guy is o- is AJ Bouye who mm. signed with Jacksonville played really well at Houston last year was really good at reading coverages reading quarterback steps and breaking on the ball and he could he could he could make plays on the ball and look every team so far I've mentioned three corners I've mentioned Harris I've mentioned Tlaib and I mentioned Bouye right what do they have in common they all have pass rushers yep. I mean, Denver's got Von Miller and Houston has Clowney and Marcellus and now they get so all these guys that can cover benefit from the fact that they don't have to cover for long and I think some of the guys that get burnt and don't make this list is because like a corner at New Orleans doesn't have enough pass rush to really see if he's any good not that New Orleans had great corners but anyway, the fourth, I think, is, is Brett Grimes. I think Brett Grimes mm-hmm. still plays good. He has a great instincts for He's the great ball. at hard knocks. Is he good? Way. Yeah, yeah, they They did They did a whole little feature on him in the last episode. He, Gave Grimes his time. He's like 33 years old. It's yeah, like this I guy's mean, look, he's, still, he's coming off a, a knee injury. I think the thing that's fascinating about Grimes is so if people don't realize, he went to a small, one, one, one of those small schools in Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, Shippensburg. Shippensburg, right. So he went to Shippensburg. He doesn't have any offers coming out. Mm-hmm. Atlanta invites him to a tryout camp. Okay, this when is in Mike, 2006. When Mike Smith's the head coach, they they invite him to a camp. Yep. All right. Same thing with Malcolm Butler, with no intention of signing him. On Friday he doesn't do much. On Saturday he doesn't do much. Sunday the guy had gotten hurt that was playing in front of him. They put Grimes in. He has three picks. They sign him to a contract. Same thing happened to Malcolm Butler. It's hard to evaluate college corners, but Grimes has consistently been a, a really good player. And I think that when you watch him, you know he shows that. 
He can find the ball. He's got great instincts. What people don't realize is the corner position is so much instinctive. Mm-hmm. It's making the play on the ball when it's in the air. And speaking of instinctive, the other corner I had is Janoris Jenkins. Yep. I think he's really good. He's a gunslinger in terms of he takes chances, but I don't know a great corner that never took chances. You got to be to be a great corner. You got to take chances. You make plays. And I don't think Jenkins does. Does Gilmore make that list? Stephon Gilmore? Is he, I is he a red have chipper? Him, no, I had him more as a red chipper. I think Patrick Peterson's a red chipper too. Mm-hmm. I think Casey Hayward at, at San Diego's a red chipper. I think Malcolm Butler can be a red chipper. I think when you look at Gilmore and you look, I think Butler, those two guys, their year for New England is all going to be dependent on can New England find a pass rush. I think that's the question as you look at New England in the preseason. Do they have enough pass rush to help their coverage? Because they have really good coverage. What about Mo Claiborne? Is he on that list? Remember when he said he was still a top five corner? I think Mo Claiborne is. I always thought Mo Claiborne was a better receiver than he was a corner, but I thought he played really well last year for Dallas, and I think he's a really good coverage guy. I think he's got to prove it again. I think he was a red chip player last year. You hear that, Mo Claiborne? We're pulling for you here on GM Street. Uh, let's move on to another position of, of obviously a lot of people want to talk about this. Earl Thomas is probably the biggest name as far as fans will know, and they think of safeties. But when you look at that position in blue chippers, who are your guys there? Uh, I think the number one guy is Landon Collins. I think he's played really well for the mm-hmm. Giants. I think the Giants, their defense is because Vernon, Olivier Vernon plays so well, Damon Harrison plays so well. And then you look at when you look at Janaris Jenkins, and I, and I think Landon Collins has played well. I think Cam Chancellor, to me, is the quintessential perfect player for their scheme. He can defend the B-gap, which is hard to do in pro football as a safety. Not many safeties want to go in there and take on those big guys. Yep. And Cam Chancellor walk in there and just smack them in the mouth. I think Devin McCourty's a really good player. I have him as three. I think Eric Berry, another free safety. I have him as four. And then finally, I have Earl Thomas, got hurt last year, and then Eric Weddle. I think both those guys are blue chip players. Mm-hmm. And and I think what I've given you is I've given you one strong safety and four free safeties. Yeah. Because really, the free safeties, their ability to range plays, make tackles in the open field. When a good team like the Patriots or Seattle or even Baltimore last year is when your safety can tackle as well as a free safety, ta- the blue chip can, you don't have a lot of long runs against you. That's the key. And I think the league's getting better at safety. Tony Jefferson I, was a blue red chip player last year. Rashard Jones, a red chip. And I think Harrison Smith's a red chip player. So I think there's some guys that belong on the list too, but those are my top five. And when you just, we were talking about the conversion from a safety to a linebacker. Do you see that there could be a drop off in that position if those guys start getting pushed into the box? No, I think what you're going to start seeing is what the, what the Giants did the other night is played Dominic Rogers Camardi, who's a red chip corner. Yep. They put him in this free safety. Safety. So mm-hmm. you don't lose the matchup. I think what you're going to start seeing is there's going to be a time where a team puts four corners back there because offenses are taking advantage of the weak link in the coverage. And if they can find, like, really, when you break down, forget the Giants' offense. But when you break down the Packer game last year when they lost Cromartie mm-hmm. and they lost their third corner and then the Packers could find that that weak link and it takes a man coverage team out of their man coverage, all of a sudden now you have an, now you gain an advantage. And I think that's where the Giants lost the playoff game. So you need really – and I think what, what Spagnuolo is trying to do by playing Cromartie at some free safety and you see some other teams do it is to create the right matchup so that you don't get a bad situation. You don't get mismatched. I just want to say to all the corners out there that are very upset that they weren't on the blue chip list, Namdi Asamoah, you know, he was, a blue, Namdi. he was a, he was a blue chipper back in the day. He, he got out of football. 
He found a beautiful wife, Miss Carrie Washington. I saw her walking on the slot the other day. He, be- I- he became an actor. You, there's other things. Is he in acting life. now? Yeah, he's acting now. I Carrie didn't... Washington gave him the bug. Now he's acting. Now he's in award-winning movies. I, I, I'm so I didn't proud know what of movie him. Was he in? I can't even remember the name of it, but I, it's it's a new movie that's coming out. I think it was at film festivals. I saw but him. See, Nami's the perfect example of of what people have to understand about corners. I call I break I break corners down into two categories: a breakfast corner and a, and a dinner corner. Mm-hmm. A breakfast corner is he wins early. Yep. Nandi was a breakfast corner. He could jam you at the line and you had no Those chance. Those five yards. Yep. Was, he kicked your ass for five yards. And then there's the the dinner corners, which they win late. Okay? Which is Revis. Which is Revis. Which is A.J. Boye. Mm-hmm. Oh, read the route, read the quarterback's drops, and then break on the ball. Those are guys. And then whatever kind of scheme you have, you got to fit those coverages to the scheme. So when Nandi went back to Philly, he's, he's, a, he's a dinner corner trying to play. He's a breakfast corner trying to play in a dinner scheme. Don't work. What would have happened, this is one of my favorite what-ifs ever in football, if Asamoah went to that Jets team when they had Cromartie, Revis, and Asamoah, and they went to the AFC title game in 2010, that would have been one of the most ridiculous secondaries. They still would have had Mark Sanchez a quarterback. <laughs> There's your, riddle me this about, man. There's your answer. I mean, that's the reality of it is. I mean, look, that game was what? I think it was 21 to nothing at the half, and the yeah. Jets came roaring back, and it yeah. took three, it took two huge Ben Roethlisberger conversions on third down. Both of me ran bootleg on it can beat the And class. both of me threw three or four people off of him to make the play. Well, he always did back then. Yeah, it's Now he can't do it as much. But so, you know, I, I think that Namdi went to the wrong scheme when he went to Philly. And I think that's part of a free agency. Like if Malcolm Butler leaves the Patriots next year, he better go somewhere where he'll utilize his skill set as a corner because he's very even though he's only 185 pounds he's a really good breakfast corner he can jam you at the line and cause you some problems he's not as good playing off as he is playing on absolutely um anything else Lombardi in the NFL world you want to talk about this has been fun blue chips no I think that you know there's a lot of trade talk going on out there I don't see there's um I don't think anything will happen this week because the, the, the rules change, Tate, where we're no longer going to have a 70 cut. Mm-hmm. So we used to cut after the third preseason game, and then we would cut 20 players that shouldn't be playing in the fourth preseason game because nobody plays in the fourth preseason. <laughs> so now I think what teams are doing and talking to a bunch of teams this week is they're waiting to see who stays healthy. Yep. And then next week before the last game of the preseason – when they can still make trades and everybody's roster still at 70, get rid of some guys and then make some moves. So I think that's why we won't see as much. And I think the whole, look, the news about Cleveland this week about they're not going to play Osweiler and they're going to play Deshaun Kaiser and he's going to play the starter and then they're going to play the other three guys tells you that Cleveland's probably just going to eat the salary on on Brock Osweiler. Yeah, and Osweiler was in good spirits. I saw his press conference. He was basically like, I haven't been told by Coach Jackson that it's been decided yet, even though all signs are pointing to probably Kaiser. But Yeah, I, I, know, I don't think people should really read much much into it. Look, when the when the Browns took that deal, they took it as a salary dump. They had no mm. intention. They weren't even there was a lot of talk they weren't even going to keep Osweiler on the team. So they took it as a salary dump. And I I think that if you keep it in that perspective, eventually they're going to dump this salary. Nobody wants him at 16 million. The Browns are going to pay all 16, which the Browns have no problem because remember they got a second round pick out of it in 2018. Absolutely. Well it's been fun. Blue chippers. We had the offense done. We had the defense done. Guess what we done. have next week, Tate? Yeah, what's that? We're going to do blue chippers coaches. Oh, my. I want to start clapping right now for Jason Garrett. Oh, well, you got to be a blue chipper to get in the category. you got to be in the category. I mean, unless Cousin Sal can convince us that he's a blue chipper, it's going to be hard to make the list. So next week, we're going to break down the off. We're going to break down the head coach, 
offense, defense coordinators, the offensive and defensive line, and the special teams coach. Those six coaches, we're going to classify all those. And that total is going to equal out what your power ranking is for coaches. I like it. And we're also going to do, kick, uh, do kickers too, because right? oh, we'll kickers it, are basically coaches. Kickers and punters. Yep, perfect. Well, that's it for this week on GM Street. Thanks, Lombardi. Thanks, Tate. Thanks again to NFL Game Pass. Every throw, every catch, every fourth and inches, whatever your favorite game is, NFL Game Pass has got it. Better yet, they've got you covered for this year's action too. That includes live out-of-market preseason games, full game replays, and condensed games with all the action packed into 45 minutes. I almost, I just can't believe that's true. If it's NFL football and it happened, NFL Game Pass has got it. So kick off the 2017 NFL season with a free NFL Game Pass trial. Sign up now at NFL.com slash The Ringer. See you next week. 